Do not let jealousy ruin your life. Many a life has been ruined by jealousy. And from my perspective, the root cause of jealousy is always insecurity. Somebody's insecure about where they stand in relation to somebody else. Uh, in our jealousy, we look at other people and say, why can't I do that? Uh, how come they're doing what they're doing? Uh, but you know, in the Bible, uh, you can find just about anything. And there's a story in the Bible uh, about two women. Interestingly enough, they're sisters, Rachel and Leah. And Rachel and Leah uh, are married to the same man. Uh, back then, you could have polygamous, you know, polygamous relationships. And uh, they're married to a guy named Jacob. Jacob, interestingly enough, is running away from his brother, Esau. Jacob and Esau were twins. Uh, Jacob and Esau uh, lived in an environment, in a, in a uh, milieu where the eldest son uh, was really the, the, he got the inheritance. And Jacob and Esau are striving with each other. Uh, Jacob cheats Esau out of his birthright. And then his brother uh, Esau tells him, he says, when dad dies, I'm going to kill you. And so Jacob starts running and he runs away to his uncle Laban's house. And when he gets to Laban's house, uh, you know, before he even gets to the house, he, he, he sees a flock of sheep. He sees three flocks of sheep and a beautiful young woman named Rachel. His heart is smitten. He says, I want that woman for a wife. And they start talking with each other. And the next thing you know, you know, Jacob uh, lifts the uh, lid off the well so the sheep can drink. Uh, Jacob uh, kisses Rachel and he says, show me to your father. And when he meets her father, Laban, his uncle, uh, he says, I want to marry your daughter. And Laban uh, says, fine, work for me for seven years and you can marry my daughter. And but at the end of seven years, uh, on the wedding night, he and Rachel go through the all the nuptial ceremonies It's dark outside. Uh, but, you know, they 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 have the big marital dinner. And then he goes into the tent uh, and with what he thinks is his wife, Rachel. But surprise, surprise, her father, Laban, uh, put her older sister in the tent uh, with Jacob. And he couldn't tell because she had a head wrap on. Uh, only her eyes were, were, were exhibited. And they... You know, they have their marital night together, but it's dark. He can't see her. Uh, and for some reason, he doesn't know uh, that there's been a switch. Uh, but the next morning, when he when the light of day comes up, he realizes he's been tricked. And in that trickery, he storms out to his father-in-law. He says, look, I worked for you for seven years to marry Rachel, but you've given me... Uh, uh, Leah. 
And the father-in-law says, look, in this country, the elder daughter always gets married first. He said, but if you stay with her for seven days, he said, uh, you can have Rachel as a wife too. You can have both of them. And so Jacob marries Rachel. He marries Leah and their life as a threesome begins. But this is where the jealousy pops up. Rachel uh, becomes jealous of, of Leah because Leah right off the bat produces four sons and uh, she produces four sons year after year after year after year. Rachel doesn't have any children. And so Rachel, uh, we see this in the book of Genesis. She comes back to Jacob she, and she storms at him. She says, give me a son or I will die. And, you know, Jacob says, look, you know, what can I do about this? Yeah, I'm trying my best. And so you have this struggle between the two sisters. You have Rachel over here. You have Leah over there. And they're struggling with each other. They're having birth wars, if you could imagine that, to see who can produce the most children, not just children, but the most sons for Jacob. And so the two sisters go at it, and they go at it so hard that they begin to, uh, when Leah can't have children anymore, then she takes a, uh, like a concubine, her handmaiden, and the, and she gives the handmaiden to Jacob and says, give me more children through her. Uh, we've got Bilhah and Zilpah. And, uh, so the two sisters are going back and forth. And as I look back at this text, years from, you know, when it happened, I have to come to the conclusion that jealousy was ruining both of their lives. Uh, and it's funny. Rachel is jealous of Leah, but Leah is jealous of, of Rachel. And they're jealous of each other because what they perceive the other one has. And, you know, in life, uh, you can really mess up your well-being, uh, worried about somebody else. And think for a minute, uh, what is it that causes us to be jealous? Somebody else uh, has something we don't have. They have a car you don't have. They have a house you don't have. They have a suit you don't have. They have a tie you don't have. They have money you do not have. And it's very easy to diminish yourself uh, in the context of other people because we tend to score our lives based on what we see in other people. And when we see something in somebody else that we don't perceive that we have, uh, we feel inferior. And so this is what uh, Rachel and Leah are doing. And it's kind of odd because, you know, Leah is jealous of Rachel because the Bible tells us that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. But then Rachel is jealous of Leah because uh, Leah can produce children. And so you have this struggle between the two. And I tell you, my friends, uh, one of the worst things you can do in life is to be jealous of somebody else. 
One of the things I've learned in life is that God has made everybody special. And what I mean by that is I call it a theology of personhood. And what I mean by a theology of personhood is that everybody is special. Uh, everybody has something good about them. Everybody has something wonderful about them. And the sooner we settle in and realize that there is a value to every life, that is the point when our lives begin to really uh, flourish. But if you spend all your life looking backwards at somebody else or looking forward at somebody else, what you realize is that you just make yourself miserable and jealousy can ruin your life. I look at people and I think about what Jesus said. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine that all men and women might see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven. And then he says, let that light shine uh, and let it shine. Everybody has something that can shine. Uh, but very often in life, we hold our heads down. We feel inferior because we don't believe that we measure up to the next person. But I tell you, God has blessed you. God has blessed you in a special way. God has given you something that nobody else has. Uh, not everybody else is going to be a Simone Biles and learn how to flip. Uh, not everybody is going to be a Serena Williams and learn how to hit a tennis ball. Not everybody's going to be a Tom Brady or a Aaron Rodgers and know how to throw a football. But at somebody, at, at, at some point, everybody has something they can do. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers can throw a ball, but if there's not somebody who can catch that ball, what good is a good pass? You know, what good uh, is the ability to run and escape uh, a, a defender uh, if you can't get past the defender? And so everybody has something good in life. Somebody out there can play a trumpet, a trombone, uh, a guitar, a drum. Uh, out there, somebody uh, can figure out how to do computer coding. Out there right now, somebody looking at this uh, knows how to bake, knows how to cook, knows how to uh, concoct great meals. Uh, but by the same token, somebody else out there doesn't know how to do that. But it doesn't really matter because God has made you special in your own way. God has invested in you. God uh, has given you all the tools that you need. Uh, to make life worthwhile and wonderful. And so I encourage you today is to, to just look at your life and ask yourself, what is it that God has given me? Stop looking at other people. Stop beating yourself up. Stop feeling like you are a second-rate person. But in your own way, grab the mantle of, of blessing that God has given to you. And then I encourage you to just run with that blessing. Uh, in my life, uh, I tell you, I've gotten to the point where I stopped looking at other people and I just say to myself, what has God really called me to do? What is God asking me to do? And I'm not worried about the next person. I'm not worried about how fast somebody can run. 
I'm not worried about how well somebody can sing. I'm not worried how strong somebody can swim. But in my own way, I just try to do the best that I can. And what I found is that God has a blessing for me. And just as God is a blessing for me, God has a blessing for you. My friends, Jesus Christ died on a cross that you and I might have life and have life everlasting. And so I encourage you right now, accept the cross of Jesus. Accept his salvation. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ right now, I encourage you to get right with God. Uh, Listen to God. Look for God. Ask God for what God can do. And then just run the race of life and don't give up. Don't look back. Don't worry about the next person and what they're doing. But in your own way, uh, just do the best that you can. Do not let jealousy ruin your wife. life. God bless. God keep you. And I want you to know I'm praying for you. Just run that race of life. God bless. We hope you have enjoyed the first portion of today's broadcast. This is a new ministry which is just starting. Reverend Hood needs your help in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and His power throughout the world. If you would be so kind as to send a donation to Nicholas Hood III Ministries of any amount, Reverend Hood will send you a free, complimentary copy of his book of original personal prayers and beautiful photographs, entitled The Test, The Strength, The Endurance, and The Way Out. We appreciate your support, and in this way, you can partner with Reverend Hood in sharing the good news of Jesus throughout the world. Please make your check out to Nicholas Hood III Ministries and mail it to 4535 Chrysler Drive, Detroit, Michigan. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in with us today. I'm talking about jealousy. And uh, previously I was uh, speaking about Rachel, Leah, and their husband, Jacob, and uh, the interplay between them. But On this segment, we have Dr. Gina Orton, who's a noted psychiatrist all the way from Washington, D.C. And I'm just humbled, Dr. Orton, that you're here with me today. And uh, you had an opportunity to hear what I was talking about, about the jealousy between Rachel and Leah. And uh, what thoughts come to your mind? It's a pleasure to be here, Reverend Hood. Thank you for having me. And for having the courage to talk about something that is very often not talked about. Uh, Jealousy is one of the very negative emotions that can have a tremendous impact upon people's lives. Uh, Jealousy can consume us. And as you described between Leah and Rachel was this ongoing, it sounds like it went on for years and years and was so disruptive to their lives. And imagine how much better their lives may have been if they could have resolved or put aside that type of emotion and work together as a family and in rearing the children. So jealousy is something that all of us can experience. As I said earlier, it is one of the negative emotions And it is something that people often will excuse or reason away and act upon jealousy without considering the negative consequences of jealousy, such as the disruption of family life, uh, wanting what other people have, uh, being envious, being retaliatory uh, against others who have something 
that you may want, that you can't possess, and perhaps in some circumstances should not possess. For example, if you can't afford, you know, the mansion, then perhaps you shouldn't own the mansion. And if someone else is able to afford something that you can't, what do you do with the feelings that you have of, why can't I have that? And then the negative behaviors that might come of a consuming desire to have something that you really should not have or cannot have at a given moment in time. And you mentioned a very excellent solution and that is to look inwardly and to do some self-examination. Uh, why am I so concerned with what this other person has? Uh, what are my gifts? What are my blessings? What are my opportunities? And how could I work toward gaining and improving upon those rather than worrying about what someone else has? And if we spend a lot of time worrying about what other people have, then we are distracted from goals and opportunities that we might have that we might miss. And so there's many reasons to be honest about those feelings, honest about the feeling of jealousy, deciding to put it aside, and deciding to convert that energy into something positive. Dr. Orton, uh, great points. Why don't we take a break just for a minute, and when we come back from the break, I want our viewers, those of you who are looking at this, I want you to make a little list uh, to yourself while Dr. Orton and I are taking a break and make a list of uh, your own feelings about jealousy and how you relate to other people uh, in your life. Uh, so we'll be back in just one minute. This is a new ministry which is just starting. Reverend Hood needs your help in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and his power throughout the world. If you would be so kind as to send a donation to Nicholas Hood III Ministries of any amount, Reverend Hood will send you a free, complimentary copy of his book of original personal prayers and beautiful photographs entitled The Test, The Strength, The Endurance, and The Way Out. We appreciate your support, and in this way, you can partner with Reverend Hood in sharing the good news of Jesus throughout the world. Please make your check out to Nicholas Hood III Ministries and mail it to 4535 Chrysler Drive, Detroit, Michigan, 48201. When we took the break, uh, we were talking about jealousy, and I challenge you, the viewer, to ask yourself, uh, what are my feelings about jealousy? Who am I jealous of? Why am I jealous of them? And what can I do in a positive way to process my jealousy? And Dr. Orton, you were uh, sharing some thoughts about jealousy. Uh, I want you to share a little bit more uh, for the audience. Uh, what can people do in a positive way to handle their jealousy? I like very much what you said about addressing jealousy through the spiritual perspective, sort of surrendering it to God and looking for the positives within self. I just would like to emphasize though that I have worked with people over the years where you can see the detrimental effects of jealousy, how it can really uh, guide people's behavior, cause relationships uh, to break, um, cause family members um, to part ways. And so all of those destructive aspects of jealousy um, 
are, are things that we should consider and make a decision. And that's where the spirit and the mind can come together and work together because in your mind is where you have to really say, I don't like these feelings of jealousy. I realize that they're destructive, they're unhealthy, uh, they're unworthy of uh, myself as a person who's trying to be a Christ-centered person, and I'd like to relinquish the jealousy. I'd like to give it up. I'd like to surrender it and take in perhaps other thoughts about the person. What do I like about the person? What do I like about this environment? What do I like about myself? And can I concentrate on those things rather than they have something that I want or they have something that I don't have? And whenever we get those kinds of thoughts, we can always catch ourselves, recognize it, stop, We can pray about it. We can ask God to take those thoughts from us. And we can also interject positive thoughts about what are my goals and what am I going to work toward? And if that person can accomplish something wonderful, I can accomplish something wonderful. How will I go about doing that? In your counseling, do you find that people even um, admit that they're jealous? Or Or is that something as a counselor... Uh, as a psychiatrist, you pull out of them. It's a very interesting thing that sometimes people will recognize that they're having strong, jealous feelings, but it's not often. In my experience, it's something that a person has to come to the realization that their actions and their thoughts are based within perhaps jealousy, anger, an accumulation of negative thoughts, the perception that I don't have and someone else has is often not clear to the individual. And I may not necessarily pull it out of them, but in the work of therapy and in the work of looking at ourselves, examining ourselves, becoming aware of some of the negative things that we'd like to give up and do better with, we may come to the realization, you know, I've been doing that toward my sibling or toward my spouse because uh, they have something that I don't have. Uh, I am jealous. I'm resentful. And I recognize that. And again, in that recognition, deciding to let go of it and to replace those feelings with more positive thoughts and ideas. Is it possible to transfer the negative jealousy um, into something positive? Uh, Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, How can a person, if they identify uh, the jealousy, uh, get to the point where they don't allow the jealousy to ruin their life? I think, as I said, one of the things that's most important is to recognize it. The next most important thing is to acknowledge, as you said, why do I feel this way? What is going on within me that my reaction to this person is to feel jealous, is to have negative thinking, is to have resentful thinking? I think you can then begin to use spiritual tools. As you have taught, 
We can pray about it. We can ask God about it. We can ask God to minister to those feelings. We can ask God to take away those feelings. But as we choose to do that, we can also decide. And you often quote Philippians where it talks about whatsoever things are good or whatsoever things are kind. There's a whole litany of positive feelings there that you could grab hold of and say, rather than feel envy, rather than feel jealousy, I would like to choose to think positive thoughts. Uh, that person looks nice today. Oh, that new addition that you put on your house looks really nice. Um, I'm glad things worked out for you. Great being grateful is also a way of combating jealousy. I'm grateful for the life that I have. I'm grateful for the things that I have. I'm grateful for the person that I am. And so constantly challenging the jealous feelings with those kinds of positive thoughts and ideation is a tool that you'll find after a while, the jealousy dissipates and evaporates. Dr. Orton, uh, you know, we're about out of time in this uh, segment, but uh, I really appreciate you being with me and, uh, you know, helping to flesh out this whole concept of not allowing jealousy to ruin your life. For those of you who are looking at this right now, I want you to ask yourself, is there somebody I'm jealous of? And if I'm jealous of somebody, uh, how can I flip the negative jealousy and to make it positive? Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on that? Again, you don't have to fight those battles alone. I think listening to a program such as this is helpful, but also believing in the power of God to take away those kinds of negative thoughts is important. Praying about it, reading the Holy Scriptures that tell you about positive feelings and really working at it. It's, it is a battle and it is something that you do have to work at. But if you work at it, it will have very uh, positive outcomes for changing the negative into something that is fruitful, meaningful, and also will bring, bring productivity to one's life. Dr. Orton, again, I want to thank you uh, for just being here. I think you add so much to this you know, dialogue. And to our viewers, I want to close us out with a prayer. God Almighty, I pray in the name of Jesus that you might help each of us within the sound of my voice to identify our feelings, to identify when we are jealous, to identify when we feel badly about ourselves, to identify uh, when we feel like we don't measure up to the next person. And I pray today in the name of Jesus that you might help each of us to not only identify the negative thoughts, but help us, O oh Lord God, to take our negativity to a whole nother universe of positive thought. Bless us now with your energy, bless us with your spirit, and most of all, bless us with your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Friends, thanks so much for uh, being with us. And Dr. Orton, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. It's uh, humbling, you know, to be able to talk with you all the way from Washington, D.C. <laughs> and uh, I hope somebody today... Uh, feels a little better about themselves because of what they've heard here today. So my friends, thank you so much for uh, watching, being a part of this ministry. This is a new ministry, and I want you to know 
I'm praying for you. If you want to know more, call the number on the screen. I will offer you prayer and uh, I need your support. I need you to think about supporting this ministry. And uh, I want you to know, I believe the Lord will bless you.